0: If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's really easy to use, you guys. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchored.fm to get started today. He's a dude, you know what I'm saying? Nicole and Jamal. For the Warriors, what does a successful season look like?
1: Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, Nicole Yopich, that's your starting front line.
0: I'd say that they have very expensive taste. You're listening to the Chicken Nuggets Podcast. real. What's up, Nuggets Nation? It's your host, Jenna Garcia. And today I'll be interviewing Will Barton's best friend and producer, music producer, uh, E. Sosa. He'll be talking to us about some of his businesses. He's an entrepreneur and, of course, about Will Barton walking away from his player option and into free agency. Uh, We'll get E. Sosa's thoughts on all of that. But first, I did want to take a second just to apologize to all of you who look for weekly episodes. Once the season ended, I did take some vacation time. And then, of course, my computer crashed probably from trying to download all of those uh, Nuggets games or watch all those Nuggets games illegally since they're not on TV. So now my computer's fixed. And here's Esosa.
1: Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me on the platform. It's a blessing and an honor. Um, But I go by E. Sosa. Um, I'm a musical artist slash entertainer slash mogul. Uh, I have my own champagne, my own tequila, um, my own shoes, chips, water, clothing, speakers. Oh, man, the the, the list can continue and continue and continue. So that's just a rough, you know, just a rough amount of everything pretty much I got going on at the moment
0: yeah entrepreneur
1: you know a serial entrepreneur just trying to find a way into this world you know my connection with the devil nuggets is through will barton will the thrill barton (laughs) yeah how do you all know
0: each other exactly where did it start
1: it started in baltimore uh and sedonia area we grew up together just playing basketball um you know He's a little bit older than me, about two years older than me, so I was always the youngest guy, just being around my brothers and everything like that. And after a while, we just formed a bond, and here we are today.
0: Your group is very tight, very tight-knit. Protect the family, right?
1: Family, PTF.
0: That's right. Will, is Will starting his own clothing line with uh, PTF as well?
1: Yes. So uh, he has the website up and going at ProTheFam.com uh you can follow follow it on Instagram as well at pro he dropped a couple short sets um a couple hoodies socks hats, so look forward to more and more merch coming from will as well
0: yeah, yeah, I mean you guys are so creative like every time I'm on my instagram, I'm finding other things that will's wearing will obviously really into fashion um yeah big big into fashion like i think it's always commented on every interview we do with him because he likes his fit to be nice after the game for interviews even if it's just by his locker not postseason he likes to look nice wherever he goes so uh-huh. yeah i i love that about will and i love that he like actually shows up with you know dressed up still some of the guys just show up in workout clothes like they ready to hoop okay which is right. fine, you know, that's fine, too. I know I have those days myself. Right, right, all did.
1: But, you know, Will, he on, you know, look good, play good type of thing, so.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: We call him the thrill for a reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so you said you used to hoop with him?
1: Yeah, back in the day. Um, So, around, yeah, we actually played against each other in high school once, though. We was able to play against each other once in high school. That was when he played for Lake Clifton that year when he went undefeated, you know, so that was that was a crazy experience, too.
0: He's like a legend out there, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, one of the best. You know, of course, if you ask me, I'm going to say the best, you know, to come out of Baltimore. But, you know, he's definitely one of the top guys to actually make it out the city, especially into the NBA.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there's still like a lot of time he spends back there, back home, right? And kind of giving back to that community quite a bit.
1: Yeah, pretty much every summer he does a a book bag giveaway, you know, notebooks, pens and pads, whatever the kids need for school. Uh, He did um, just past winter, I know he did a, a coat drive as well. So, he, you know, he's still very active in the community. You know, always love to come home, touch down and just try to motivate the kids.
0: What is it about Will that keeps y'all so close? You guys are tight-knit. Like, it's not like you live out here in Denver. You know, you're all back in Baltimore, so.
1: Right. So, um, it's always just his energy. You know, like, he's always, you know, how he is in post-game interviews and just how he's always been expressive and loud and just funny, you know, charismatic. Like, that's always been Will. So, you know, just his energy, you know. Uh, I don't know how no, no other way to put it. It's just his energy that's always just keeps us going keeps us hype and you know we can have those days or we can go months without seeing each other and then we'll link up and it feel like I was just with them the day before you know. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why the best key of our friendship still going on for so, many, so long because it's never like we're apart.
0: Yeah yeah, for sure. You've even been kind of part of his journey in the studio, right? You've produced his, have you produced his entire album, all of his music?
1: Yeah, so I didn't like actually create the beats to it. I just kind of curated it. So, you know, I went out, found the beats, you know, and then we kind of went through a selection of the beats of what he liked, what he didn't like, what he felt comfortable with, you know, and then we kind of just helped, you know, helped him out in the studio, recording how to record. Uh, how to write, you know, stuff like that. So it's, you know, I don't want people to think I actually, like, made all the beats and stuff, but I pretty much, like, produced the album, like, you know, made made the album into an album, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yes. So where's, kind of, like, he, a lot of his music has a lot of passion behind it. it seems like he's telling stories in his in his rap. Um, mm-hmm. Where does that passion, kind of, come from? What What is he mostly talking about, or kind of where are those stories from?
1: Um, just from all real life, all real life situations, and just everything that we've been through. You know, you know. Um, a lot of times we're not very expressive on the internet, and then especially like now in his profession, you know, you can only say but so much. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like he it was given the opportunity for him to just really release everything that he's been through all the years, and especially, uh, what was that about 2019, 2020? So like. He was going through a lot, you know, during the seasons and stuff like that. And you know, you're in season; nobody else really cares. Your personal life is just about, you know, producing on the court. So he was just, you know, able to just get out a lot of pain, a lot of feelings, even good feelings, and stuff that he just been keeping bottled up over the years, and just especially through his music because he loves music just as so much as fashion. So, <laughs> yeah, kind of-
0: where, where does it rank within basketball? Is-
1: Fashion, basketball, music. Where did those rank for him? Uh, basketball, basketball,
0: number one. <laughs>
1: Fashion and music. Hmm, ah. that's a tough question. That's tough because that as you know, he loved to put some threads on. He loved to get fresh. He loved to put some nice clothes on. So, but at the same time, I would say I would go music. I would go music. Really? Because he, you know, even, you know, his pregame, you know, he really, you know, taps into music, you know, pregame warm ups and stuff like that, too. So, and then music kind of helps him put him in the zone sometimes, takes him away from his mental thoughts. So I'll put music second and then fashion third, but very, very close. It's like, yeah, that close.
0: Yeah, they're both very important to Will. And we know that's for sure. Basketball is still probably number one, um, which is crazy because I know how much he cares about the other two two things. Yeah. You mentioned 2019, and I know he he lost uh, his – was it his brother or his cousin at that time?
1: Yeah, his cousin.
0: His cousin, right, yeah. And it was very difficult for, for all of you, of course. And, and I remember asking Will post-game um, – in a game kind of where he was having some difficulty, right? 2019, he was about to be injured. We've come to find out, you know, but at this time, like he wasn't playing that great, having kind of a slump maybe in his game. Uh, the crowd was giving him a hard time. And in the background, all of this shit is going on. So right. like, give the give the fans like a little understanding about like, what's what was that experience like for, for you as just a support to Will, like not even being the one in his shoes.
1: Right. Ah, man, it was tough because it felt like I was in the shoes, you know, like whenever he goes through stuff, it's like I'm going through it and vice versa, you know, with all of it. So it's like, you know, he just had kids, two kids, two babies back to back. And then you coming from that. And then later on, like you said, then his cousin get killed. And it wasn't like just like a, you know, a random cousin of the family type of thing. He was very, 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 very close with Lou, uh, long live Lou. Man, um. So it really hurt Will, because he was a big supporter as well. He would come out to the games as well, travel with him on the road sometimes. And he was one of those type of guys, too, that it was an energy booster for Will. Yeah. You know, he was very char- charismatic as well. And Will really looked to him for that energy to keep him going. So when that happened, it kind of just, you know, you try to keep it as business as usual, but, you know, we, we are human. So it was just very hard for Will to just really get through that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the and then the pandemic comes, right? And so it's just like heavy. It's he, it's heavy. Everybody's kind of going through similar things, either losing people to COVID or losing people other ways, and then having all that isolation. So, um, he's been his experience overall in Denver. How how would you describe it?
1: Man, it's been a amazing roller coaster. It's been an amazing roller coaster, you know, because we're still so very thankful for Denver because, you know, at a point in time, nothing was promised so well. You know, second round pick goes to Portland, you know, barely getting time. He's fighting for minutes. You know, when he does get some minutes, he performs. And then, you know, he gets traded to Denver. And I believe out that trade, he's still probably the only person in the league from that trade, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like, you know, nothing was promised for Will. He could have been out of the league. You know, he gets a shot in Denver. The next thing you know, he's starting. Go from sixth man of the year or type of, you know, caliber player to a starter. You know, then he goes through the injuries and, you know, not really performing well in the playoffs because of the injuries and everything going on. But then he comes back. He looks like his old self again. And then, boom get hurt again. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's been a wild roller coaster, but it's been a, an amazing experience.
0: Yeah. Has Will enjoyed his time here? Does he like playing in the city of Denver?
1: Absolutely. This is like second home, you know, second, third home for him. You know, he's been, he been in Denver for what, seven years now, eight years, something like that. So, I mean, pretty much past seven years. All he's known is Denver as his home. So, I, bro, I really you know outside of even that that time with the fan base because we know we understand that you know end of the day the fans just want to win they want to see the team win you know and you're not performing as well then it's like you know they are just gonna let you have it but outside of that he loves Denver still love the fans he loves everything about Denver
0: yeah so, well he's yeah. he's gotten to play along some really exciting players as well um, but. I mean, it's like his second home and and yet we're entering free agency, you know? He declines his player option. So I I'm so I'm so glad he did, to be honest with you, if I'm telling you my opinion, because okay. I want him to to definitely get what he deserves, get the bag he deserves, get the team, the fit that he deserves. And I don't know if Denver is able to give him kind of what he's looking for. From what you know, like, what is, what is Will looking for? Why did he decline the player option?
1: Um, I feel like, you know, for him, he still wants to do what's best for him at the end of the day. Um, You know, because you all know it's a business, right? This is the business aspect of the game now. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, but I still think he loves Denver. I think that, you know, he still wants to try to win here. Yeah. You know, because – I don't like for him. I feel as though he doesn't think that the situation doesn't work. It was just a thing of, you know, timing and injuries. You know, even this year, I honestly think that, you know, Denver would have won. And he really truly believes that they would have won the championship this year outside of the, you know, the Jamal injury and then obviously his injury, you know. So I don't think he's ready to. I mean, the basketball side of things or why he declined, you know, maybe because of the money, you know, situation. But as far as basketball-wise, I don't think he's done with Denver, you know. That's just me personally. I don't know if he feels that way. You know, he might want to try a whole new journey. But
0: That's
1: okay. I'm here. My apologies. No,
0: no. Uh, That's totally fine. I can cut it out. Uh, Okay. Cut that for sure.
1: Yeah, so I just think that you know, with, as far as him, like he likes to finish what he starts, and I really think he wants to win in Denver. Like I really, really think she wants to win in Denver. But you know,
0: no, well, yeah, they reported that that they're still trying to work out a deal, right? Like Denver wants to get Will what he wants, and they they want to keep him. There's still motivation on both sides to keep Will here, and um, yeah, I mean he's getting to play with the MVP, right? Of course, he thinks there's a a possibility. I mean, I hope he thinks there's a possibility to win a championship here. Um, He did make it a point, and, and it's probably not even really Will's making it a point. It's more probably the questions that are always asked of him. But it always comes up about wanting to start, you know, in the league, wanting to be a starter. And that always seems to come up with Will. And I swear, I, if another reporter asks him that question, I'm going to like punch him because they always are asking the same question to him. Like, he doesn't have to talk about it. But when y'all bring it up, he's going to answer it, that question. And he always says the same thing. He's been consistent. He wants to start, he believes he's a starter in the league. Do you think that, <clears throat> well, the Jamal Murray injury makes it interesting, right? If Jamal's there, maybe, maybe Will's not starting but because of the injury, maybe he starts for a little bit longer. Do you think he's at a point where starting is such a priority that that would keep him from re-signing in Denver?
1: Um, I would, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Just because, as you say, he's always adamant about starting. You know, he really truly believes he's a star in this league. And, um, I mean, the numbers kind of show that as well. So, you know... I would think I would think so. So, I mean, if they were, that was a part of the contract talks that they're talking about, I would think that would have to play a part in it. Yeah. He wants to be a starter, you know, and then, you know, he's a very confident guy as well. Oh yeah. You know, you know, well, and you know, well, he's going to play whatever role is needed of him, but at the same time, you know, if he has a chance of starting, and he can fight for that position or for that starting position. I feel as though he wants to be in that position.
0: Yeah. So Yeah, I think it's a good like I think it maybe it's a repetitive thing because he is so competitive, you know, and that's like something that he he strives to hold. And so then like when another guy people are assuming another guy's gonna take it from him. There was one, I think two seasons ago where he was asked about it and he was like he like laughed he was like I didn't even know my job was up for grabs like who knew and and then he started he started the rest of that season like it was not even a question he started in front of Michael Porter Jr. you know and only last season where um where Mike got a little bit of time starting and then kind of went back and forth and Malone mixed it up a little bit more so um, and not even to start the season, Malone's stuck with will to start the season. What's their relationship like? what does will say about coach Malone that he likes about him what's what's that kind of relationship like?
1: Um, with Malone I, I believe that like he's a he's a players coach
0: yeah.
1: you know so they is out outside of basketball as well you know what I mean so you know somebody he can really relate to they can talk you know, can talk with and discuss things. Stuff of that nature so I feel like they got a, a good relationship and a good rapport outside of the court that kind of just spilled on, on to the court you yeah. know so Malone he, I met Malone a few times a couple of times I can tell that he's a very cool guy down-to-earth guy you know so I can only imagine how he is inside the locker room with the players you know what I mean so he's very very likable guy and he understands the X rules so I just felt like they, you know they just kind of bounced off each other. They got good energy with with each other and stuff like that. So they just got a nice bond, especially they've been you know they've been together for a couple of years now.
0: Yeah, they definitely seem like it. They kind of like pump each other up sometimes, coming in, out of a huddle or into a huddle. Um, keeps
1: it real too. Malone keeps it real with Will, and I feel like Will gives him that same energy of keeping it real as well. You know, because like you said in all the interviews they asked. Well, you're going, you know, how you feel about being off the bench, how you feel about coming off the bench. Do you feel you're a starter and stuff like that? I mean, I can I can think that some of that kind of goes back to Malone as well. You know, he might hear a couple of questions and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, he knows that Will is a competitor and wants to compete for this uh, for a starting spot for any for minutes period, you know, mm-hmm. so and Malone's competitive, too, so. That might be what they got right there, the competitiveness.
0: Yeah, that's true. They're both really competitive people, yeah. And Malone gets angry, man. You see him, like, rage timeout over here.
1: Uh, every game. <laughs> it seems like every game is, a you know, the early rage timeout. Or even, you know, it could be two minutes left in the fourth quarter and you guys are up 20.
0: <laughs> and,
1: you, know, you
0: guys let two buckets down there get, up, get your asses in here. Oh. <laughs> Like, why? why are we doing this, Coach? But no, there's. I love Coach Malone too. But there are some moments where I'm like, okay, calm down. You know, just for his own health. You know, right. heart, heart
1: health. If you're going um, on the
0: sideline. Right. He's funny. No, he's a really nice coach. I've been lucky to get to like have him as my first coach to be interviewing. You know, because it's so scary to ask a question in like the big scrum and everything. You know, to really get up the guts and then say it, and then sometimes you fumble it. Sometimes you mess it up. Sometimes you piss off the coach. And they, you know, like if it's Greg Popovich with the tough question, he's gonna he's gonna tell you like it is. Coach Malone's a little bit nicer, you know, he would I don't think he'd do that to a girl probably. He'd probably be kinder to me. So he's been very, very kind so far. So I'm lucky that he's the coach here in Denver for now as well. I, I know a lot of people wonder if he could if he can be the coach that can take Denver to a championship. So I, I don't know. He's improved every year. He's been here. So we'll see. We'll see. Once he once he fails that, you know, then you doubt him. But till then, I feel like we gotta keep supporting him because he's yeah. been
1: there. he's been great, you know. Like you said, been winning every year. You know, if this season comes up and the playoffs come around and like, everybody is fully healthy and everything is just clicking, and, you know, they don't ma- at least make the conference finals or something like that, then we can maybe have a conversation. But I don't really think he has his fair share in the playoffs yet, you know. Yeah. With everybody keep getting hurt or, you know, how it goes. So
0: Yeah, the amount of injuries he's had to deal with has been crazy. It's been
1: ridiculous. It's yeah. Been-
0: a lot. Gary Harris. Um, lots
1: of- I, I miss my man, G. G-Money, I miss G-Money.
0: <laughs> Have you met any of the other guys? Are you friends with any of the other ones? Other players?
1: Um, yeah, G, you know, because, you know, G was very close with Will. Uh, G, Jamal, Jokic, um, Mike, Monte. Um, yeah, pretty much the, almost everybody. Pretty <laughs> much the, everybody. Um, guy right pretty much cool. Everybody down-to-earth guys, you know, they know when I'm around, I'm just around to see some good basketball and just have fun. So, Right,
0: yeah. Yeah, we'll get to how much fun you like to have with all that tequila behind you and champagne over there. We'll talk about that soon. But uh before we get there, I do want to know if, like, if Will does leave Denver, they can't come to an agreement. What team do you think or or couple teams do you think, like, man, his style would fit perfectly alongside so-and-so or, or with, you know, the system they have out in Washington or or where? What team are you thinking? Or a couple teams. It could be a couple if you, you can't decide on one. But which teams do you like for him?
1: Um, for me, I like, like, the Knicks. Mm-hmm. You know, the Knicks, they're starting to grow and get some got. together. They don't really have a solid two-guard over there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, I know they got RJ, but, you know, he can slide down to the three. Or Will plays the three as well, so they can, you know, interchange. But, you know, Will is a natural two-guard. So, yeah. if they can put him up in there, I feel like, you know, that's a nice spot. Maybe Indiana. Um, I uh, I don't know why. I'd say a lot of people say, like, Dallas. Oh. I don't mean, A lot of people ask for Dallas. Um, I mean, I know they got uh, Tim Hardaway. Not Tim. um, They got Hardaway Hardaway over there in Dallas. So I wouldn't see that being too much of a good fit. Um,
0: But maybe the Knicks, the
1: Lakers, the Lakers,
0: you know. He cannot go to the Lakers. I don't
1: want him to. I wouldn't want him to see him. But, you know, they need some shooting guards over there.
0: It'll, I, it'll be the only scenario where I cannot continue to cheer for Will. <laughs> like, you're like, it's going to hurt me.
1: I can't do it. I told, I told him, like, man, you always got to do the best for you, but don't. I don't want to see him in the purple and gold either, so. <laughs> you know, but, I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean, the guy with Pope, I'm not sold on Pope. I'm sorry, I'm not sold on Pope. I'm not sold on, so. Yeah. You know. So, and then I see Kuzma, he wants to leave. Yeah.
0: I'd like to see him hook back up with Dame. Maybe they both leave, but they go somewhere together, you know, because him and Dame were always close.
1: Yeah. Do you think Dame leaving?
0: I feel like they're, like, just preparing him to go. They just keep pissing him off. They're not doing anything, (laughs) anything to make him happy. And it's just, like, let's be honest. Without Dame, you all are nobodies. No one pays attention to y'all. You're not even anywhere in the playoffs. You're nobody, you know. So, I you you gotta please Dame, my opinion. But I mean, I'm a, I'm always players over whatever establishment, you know, kind of person.
1: Like you said though, I mean, at end of the day, you gotta outside of the marketing dollars and everything else business wise, you gotta make your players happy and. Dame been putting his heart on the line, you know, since he stepped in. And it seemed like every other move they make is a move that's not benefiting Dane. Right. So.
0: That's just what the that's just too much. It's too crazy. He's actually guaranteed the largest overall salary by the end of his um contract, the largest amount of money, largest overall sum of money by the end of the contract. And I was like, I just found that out today and I was like, oh, did not know that.
1: I didn't and know that either. Number
0: two and number three plays for the Denver Nuggets. Who do you think it is? Uh, is
1: I say I say Jamal. Jamal,
0: actually, him and Ben are tied. They have the same. They're guaranteed the same amount.
1: Um, him and Ben Simmons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh well. It's
0: crazy Ben Simmons can't hit a hit a jump shot. <laughs> hit a three
1: he can't he can he can't even play on in the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah. He can't oh. hit the most valuable shot in the game of basketball. He can't hit it. He can't even shoot it. Or maybe he can, but he doesn't ever do it f- for us to actually evaluate or see. <laughs>
1: right. You can't even evaluate it at this point.
0: I feel like it makes him look worse, honestly. Like because he doesn't even attempt them, it's like either cause like everyone who's great knows. To be great at something, you have to attempt it a million times because you're going to fail the first thousand, couple thousand, or a hundred thousand, and then you'll get better at it and get better at it and get better at it. And it's just like to me, it, it says a lot more about who he is as like a person. The fact that he won't even attempt them, because right. like that means you're the kind of person that you're not willing to fail to get better, and you can't, you cannot construct a, a championship around that mindset. Like you just can't.
1: No. Especially like, you know, you can't have your best player or your second best player not being able to be on the floor because he just can't do anything, you know. And he's getting paid all of that money to literally not shoot a free throw, uh, a free throw extended jumper, you know. And it's like at least practice it, attempt it, you know. Even even like even when it comes down to clutch shots, we know that Jordan or we know Kobe or whoever's gonna take the shot and we'll live and die with that shot because we know who it's coming from. And it's like, you know, for you to be for the Sixers to even be considered champions, you have to be that guy, or even attempt to be that guy. You won't even do that. So it was it was, it was hard to watch, honestly, to see somebody so talented just go out like that. It was man. Yeah. No, he like, might be in a couple more years.
0: Yeah. You gotta be sensitive to like definitely his mental health, whatever that he is going through, his mental health issues that he's he, you know, he was really going through something. Like you could see the anxiety that he was experiencing, you know. So I hope that he does like take that part seriously. But I just want to see him like attempt it because I don't think at least my coaches always said, if you don't do it in game, it's not real. You know, like in, if you're only doing it when you're playing one on none or one-on-one or pickup or something, it's not the same as playing, doing and attempting the move in game. So it's going to be, you know, he just is going to have to like force himself to be uncomfortable, which is part of growing and, you know, becoming great.
1: Like, you know, when Will came into the league, he wasn't known as a three-point shooter or a shooter at all. You know, he improved his jump shot gradually over the years to where he can be a knockdown three-point shooter or, you know, he got the strength up a little bit where he was in a dunk contest at one point. You know, he was that one year he was finishing a lot of contact dunks.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, so it's one of those type of things where you just got to, you know, you gotta find a way. You know, like you said, I hope he I hope his mental is, is great and everything. You know, that's the most important thing is his mental. Cause that's half the battle right there is mental. So hopefully you can figure it out. Cause he got a lot of talent. I hate to see that talent go to waste, you know.
0: Yeah. Well he's got time, you know. I know like everybody else fans, you know, don't think that he's got time. <laughs> no. Nope you know, your franchise probably doesn't think he's got time, but I do think like, he's still young. He still has time to figure it out, to overcome that, you know, and it's just a matter of like making it a priority. And I don't think a lot of people really talk about like mental health like that or anxiety like that and just like get help for it because it's really not that big a deal. Like more people probably have it than we talk about or recognize and it's all because of like society and everything that we've grown up around and all the shit we've all gone through and stuff. And it's like, we get it, you know, like it, every, if anyone gets it, Ben, I get it. Like, I, I feel bad for you, man. I want you to get help. And, and like, you're an awesome athlete, you know, like be that awesome athlete. Cause you like, he can be, he can definitely be it. I feel like we all see like all this talent. So I feel you when it, you say, you know, it's like hard to watch. So it was harder to watch Jamal for me, watch Jamal get injured. That was devastating, man.
1: That hurt so bad, cause it's like, that was just like, you know, you don't want to, you want to always keep hope, but you know that you need a Jamal Murray, especially on this team to go to the championship. You know, I was just hoping that it was just like a small injury you know, it wasn't going to be too crazy. Maybe would have kept him out until the start of the playoffs or at least second round. But, you know, we know how that ended. So, yeah. prayers up for Jamal. I know he probably missed, if you don't miss all of this, what, this upcoming season, maybe mostly half of it. Yeah. With Wishing him a speedy recovery. That was tough to watch. That was tough. That, he was balling, too. He was balling.
0: Yeah, he can't play. He can, he can definitely hoop. And yeah, I don't think they're getting to a championship without him. So uh, he looks healthy. He looks good. He's getting the, health, the recovery, PT, and everything that he needs to get there. So I hope he does. Um, but, you know, we're talking about kind of like how athletes have to go through this cycle of failing and, and overcoming it and failing again. And yet we have, like, this amazing entrepreneur here on the show today who's, I'm guessing, failed probably a few times in business ventures and along the way. What was kind of the hardest part to, like, actually establish yourself with, like, a few businesses?
1: Uh, Just understanding that you are going to fail. And, you know, and just understanding that those failures are lessons, you know. Long as it didn't take you out of it completely, it should be a lesson that you should grow from and just understand it, you know. So, with uh, with any of my businesses, I'm going to take L's, you know, I want to take losses, but as long as I'm able to keep them going, then it's just a lesson. So now I know what not to do and how to be better at it. Yeah. What was your
0: first business?
1: The first business was clothing. That's the first business I got into outside well outside of the music you know business if you want to consider that but you know outside of the music business was clothing
0: okay and how did it start what made you want to kind of do that and expand that way
1: um because of music um i never really like came out with merchandise right so it was like well okay i'm dropping a new album let me go ahead and uh you know, come up with some t-shirts to help sell the album. So I I had the album up for pre-order and I was selling shirts, you know, uh, pre-order the album, get, you know, get a free shirt. And then, but it came to a point where it was like, people were setting me up. Like, I'm going to be honest. I just want to buy the shirt. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, well, I got, I got something going on here. So I just banned it and I started, you know, really diving deep into the clothing side.
0: Yeah. Where do you get your inspiration from? Cause your pieces are, are unique. Like that's what makes it so kind of cool for people to see. I think, you know, even I've reached out to him and been like, dang, I like that piece or that top because you can't get kind of your designs everywhere.
1: Right. Um, wow. Um, two people, honestly, uh, my brother and Will, you okay. know? Cause you know, it's they're both big into fashion. You know, they love the high pieces, you know, they love looking nice, you know, so I kind of, you know, look to them in a sense, you know, before I come up with something or before I come up with a new piece of clothing, you know, as I'm thinking about it or designing it, it's like, well, these two guys wear it, then I know. If I know I can put Will in it, then I know it's probably a good piece.
0: Yeah. He's picky, huh?
1: Yeah, man, he loves his fashion, you know, so he he loves his colors. He loves to, you know, make it look good, match certain ways. So, I'm like, I use him as my muse, if you want to say.
0: Yeah, yeah, he had one shirt one time with, like, all these birds on it or something, or butterflies. He, I, I like that he's willing to kind of take some risks into, like, crossing maybe, like, what people used to consider like, oh, this is masculine, you know? Like Will will wear like butterflies on a shirt and it looks masculine as hell, you know? It's not about like butterflies, but I know a whole group of people who would never, you know? I love that he takes those risks with his fashion. Uh,
1: One time we was in the studio, he came in and um, (laughs) we was making, if you want to consider like a, a song for the ladies, most of a love song. And he want he you know he wanted to come to the studio real smooth, so he had on like a silk, like a silk uh top, silk shorts, you know the shorts was like probably thigh high, you know, and like it would just speak to his confidence,
0: yeah. like
1: put anything on and make it look good. You know he's going to look good while he wears it. So
0: yeah, and he like is in the mood. He's in his like kind of like role playing the situation that he's singing about. That's really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. He had to get right. He, that was his main thing because we we finished the tape in five days, um, because gonna be five tracks, a song a day, yeah. and um, so each day he would come to the studio. You know, we'll say, okay, that's what we're gonna be working on today, and you know, while we at the hotel, he get as we playing the beats in the hotel. He's getting dressed to the beat, so he know okay, okay, I'm gonna wear this today when I going to the studio, kind of match the vibe.
0: Yeah, that's so, that's like, I personally did not grow up with like a lot of music. Like this is, you know, you don't know me like that, but my parents were strict as hell. They never let me listen to like just whatever, you know, we would go to church, I could listen to church music, but I couldn't just like listen to whatever I wanted. And like, um, I actually got my beats uh, just before the pandemic hit. So, and I broke my wrist right around that same time. And so I couldn't have not been able to, to play basketball. It's a hoop at all. Um, basically since that injury, cause it's like my thumb, um, my bone in my thumb that connects it to my wrist. So like pretty important for your follow through. I'm going to fuck it up real good. <laughs> so I had to wait until it got better and I played today and I was like, Oh, I wore my beats and listened to music. It was the first time I really got to like listen to a track tracks that I like and loud as hell in my ears and just like shoot hoops. And it was so relaxing. I, only, I mean, I shot for like an hour and it was just like, this is perfect.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're in your own zone, right?
0: Exactly. your?
1: Yeah. Is it, is it, I know you said you hoop today, so is it feeling a lot better?
0: A lot better. I finished my PT too. So um, physical therapy was over about a month ago. And I have just been doing my stretches and stuff and trying to make sure it's right. But it did hurt. Like it hurts when I first started shooting for like maybe the first 15 minutes. And you know, um, Will's been through a lot of injuries. So you probably know better than I do. But this is my first, like the only other injury I've ever had has, was I broke my nose trapping uh <laughs> I was playing in a tournament and my coach ripped my ass she pulled me out she ripped my ass she was like you're supposed to, we were going to trap as soon as they crossed half court to get her get them kind of in that corner and use the half court line for the over and back rule and kind of trap the girls there to get an advantage get some more opportunities to score because we were down and I she pulls she calls time out just pulls me aside and is like yelling at me because my foot was not on the line you know to force this girl out of bounds and instead, she like kind of squeaked past me, and uh, I got called for a foul. So she was pissed. She sends me back in there. She's like, "You better get it right this time." <laughs> and I was like, terrified. She's gonna hurt me <laughs> if I don't get this right, or I'm gonna be running for the rest of the night. So like, I go out there and I set the like exactly trap perfectly, and the girl just starts swinging elbows, and she she shattered my nose pretty bad. So that's the only other time I've really been injured. So. I've never had anything where, like, I couldn't shoot, you know, or go out there and shoot. I did injure my left elbow one time, but, like, it's my left arm. I shoot with my right hand. Right. Put it in a sling, and I could still go out there and play. So this was, like, the first long absence for me. It was crazy.
1: I can only imagine. Like, I never had an injury, you know, outside of, like, you know, a sprained ankle or something like that. You know, but you know, that's kinda of like a two week thing or something like that, you know. But like I never had any major injuries. And even for Will, that was uh what year was that? Uh well, the growing when he had to have surgery on the growing, I think that was his major first major injury.
0: Mm-hmm. Twenty
1: twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Of his whole career. So, you know, that's been tough. And, you know, even like, I don't think a lot of people really understand that, you know, I think they feel like it's like 2K or like Madden, right? When somebody get hurt, you just stimulate it for two weeks and then they just back in the lineup and they're 100%. Right. You know, you're still like real people, real athletes, you know what I mean? So just like how you said, you just came back and your wrist was hurting for the first 15 minutes. So, you know, imagine an NBA player when they come back, you know, they're not going to be... You know, right back to their old self. You know, I don't think a lot of people be like really understanding it. You know,
0: yeah.
1: They think you out there. If you're out there, that means you're 100 percent or you're close to it. And right. you know, yeah, even back in the playoffs. This past, this past playoffs, um, you know, his first game. You know, he said he he, you know, he felt good, but you know, I thought he had to get adjusted to the game and the flow of everything. It was still, you know. He had to, you're right. He had to get back into the flow of the thing. So it still took him a while.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is the first, you know, I think I did shoot hoops one other time, but this was the first time I like shot myself the whole whole time, like for a whole hour and stuff. But I like tried to shoot a little while ago. And if I was doing what I did today, you know back to back days or every other day, like NBA players do, who knows if I could come out and do it again in two days, you know, I'm anticipating it's going to be very sore. I'm, and I have like no swelling. It looks good. Like my doctor's like, wow, you heal fast. Like it's been a year and a half. It was March, like right when the shutdown happened for the NBA, before the bubble, that's when I broke it. So it's been like a full, it's almost been two years since I, or yeah. And that's crazy. That's a crazy long time before I could even like think about playing, you know, that's a long time. So I, I, and these guys are coming back after much less time than that, you know, trying to make it back. I think Will did a great job this playoff series um, trying to get back for a few games just before they lost, you know, but at least he got back and he was out there and kind of getting his legs under him again, because it does take a minute. And it's gotta be intense out there.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, and especially for him, he's coming in, what, uh, second round of the playoffs, you know, everybody's already in playoff form, mm-hmm. you know, as you know, you, as you interview players, you can they tell you it's a difference from regular season to playoffs, it's a whole different gear, and he, uh, you know, he hasn't even had a chance to get that transition, transition from, you know, season basketball to playoff basketball, he's right into the thick of the playoffs. Right you know, and I've been asked to perform. So I know yeah.
0: that. Yeah. He's, he's definitely like a mentally tough player. Like when I think about Will, that's probably one of his biggest strengths in my book um, because there are guys that go out there. I mean, you even saw DeAndre Ayton, right? We just stopped on talking about Ben Simmons and DeAndre Ayton guys who really struggle. And I think, Will's like one of those guys that you know he's going to be solid in kind of those most chaotic moments, and when other people aren't, you know, and and that's kind of one of his really big, one of his most important traits, at least I think, too, that he brings to the team, because there are a lot of young players on this on the Nuggets. You know, they were one of the youngest teams recently, so um, I hope Denver's able to kind of make a deal to. to Bring him back this next season, and, and if he thinks that we can win a championship, you know I believe I believe him, because <laughs> you know a lot of players have come from difficult and like backgrounds and and maybe had to fight and claw their ways into the NBA, but but and in all in different ways, right? Each player has their own kind of unique journey. You could say Jokic coming from Serbia, where it's like a war torn country, you know. But Will has really overcome a lot of things and even recently overcome a lot of things. So hopefully they can keep that veteran presence in, the, in their locker room for another season. And you got to make, hopefully, a deal with Denver so that we can get your tequila and your champagne out here. So we've talked about your fashion, right? Your com- fashion company and, and your the shoes and clothing line that you have. Um, which your shoes come in like awesome casing, I love it, so nice. Um, and you also have tequila and champagne. So tell us more about all of the things that you're selling, and where can people find it and buy it? There's
1: <laughs> a tequila right here, La Boca. You know, as you can see in the background of I me. Mean, uh, right now, we just have the stores in Baltimore. We're starting to expand but you can order online at drinklaboca.com. Uh, we shipping all over, you know, I ship some bottles out there, bottles out there to Denver. Uh, so,
0: It's you know. delicious, I've tried it, it's great. It's super smooth. Where, you you just bought a place down in Mexico, right? That's where you're kind of working on the tequila?
1: Yep, so I've been, uh, these past couple, six, seven months, I've been living in Mexico. Um, I've still been traveling back into the states, you know, but uh, most of my time has been spent out there in Mexico. Um, I'm living in Tulum, at the moment. So
0: you, <laughs> it's so pretty.
1: It is. I um, it's like everyday vacation. It just you wake up, you know, and it just feels amazing. The birds are chipier, you know. The sun just hits harder. It's just amazing. I love it
0: it's, I love Tulum. I love, I mean, obviously I love Mexico for my own selfish reasons of that's where my family's from, but, um, I've only gotten to be in Tulum once and it was beautiful. So you're so lucky (laughs) to have a house out there and be doing, creating your tequila brand out there. How involved are you in like the process and everything? Cause like, I mean, even in the fields where my family lives, um, They have fields and fields and fields of the agave plants and the magai plants. And we just go when I got to go for a run or something to work out. I'm like, all I see for miles, you know,
1: Uh, uh, I can only imagine how beautiful that is. Oh, that sounds so amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very involved. Um, I I go down to Alistico, Alistico, Mexico. And, you know, I go meet up with the distributors and everything like that. I'm hands on with the process, looking at the process. Um, Even when, you know, when we do our reposado, um, you know, I'm looking at how it's aged and everything like that. So, you know, because it's so amazing, you know, the whole process of everything and just how it just comes from the agave plant. It's just so amazing. And, you know, for this, something that's been going on for years years and years and years and years and years, you know, just the thought of how it even started. You know what I mean? So it's amazing. I'm into the whole process. And, I want to give people great tequila. I love tequila myself. So it's just, you know, I wanted to be able to provide a smooth tequila. I know a lot of people, you know, they have like the afterbite taste and, you know, the grainy taste sometimes. And a lot of people, you know, they they like tequila, of course, but a lot of people don't like the aftertaste of it or getting the the burn in the chest. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to create something that was just smooth, that you can actually enjoy and just drink.
0: Yeah, it is really smooth. It'll get you in trouble. I've only had the silver. What You also have Añejo or gold or what is it?
1: Uh, Reposado and Añejo. We're currently working on the extra Añejo.
0: Okay. Which one's your favorite?
1: Uh, Don't tell me that because I'm going to see all of them. Don't (laughs) give me that question. I'm going to see all of them. But um, if I had to pick... I might go with the rappers. I mean, no, I go with the Neho. I go with the Neho. Um, that that that, that barrel. <laughs> taste. Yeah, the the the, the naho has that barrelly taste to it. Um, real smoky barrel taste to it. It's, it's it's amazingly smooth too. You know, so I go with the Neho. All right, all right. Well,
0: I'll have to try that one the next. Um.
1: And and of course, your champagne, your champagne as well. The champagne, the PJ, or PJ, PJ, however you want to pronounce it. You know, it goes with the clothing as well. Um, So, hey, you can get a t shirt and some champagne from me and some shoes from me too. Get, you know, just get the whole thing from me, you know. (laughs) So, the champagne is amazing as well. Very bubbly and smooth as well. We have uh, Brute champ oh, we have brute uh rose and kava gold
0: ooh, ooh, i'm a kava girl
1: oh the uh, guy is just a Cava. i, I got
0: have to try it i yeah. loved it i lived in in spain for a little bit and all i drank was kava like they don't have tequila in spain they don't drink tequila out there so every time i could get some tequila i would you know, get some. I, my friends would come and visit, and I'd get like a couple sh- or a couple bottles from them. That would last me a little while, but they always had champagne. So cava everywhere I get went.
1: <laughs> I did not know. I mean, I figured, like I figured they wouldn't have tequila. But I didn't know they I didn't have it like at all. Like. You have oh, to like get it imported somehow from someone. Like, you have
0: to find a Mexican restaurant. Otherwise, nobody carries it. It's just like just not available to you. So, if you really want to corner a, a tequila market, maybe La Boca needs to think Spain as their next next location because nobody's out there. <laughs>
1: that sounds good to me. Well, let's get them some of the best tequila they. That's all they're gonna need is La Boca now.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, I, I super appreciate you being on, man. Like, uh, it's so cool to talk to you about just everything that you kind of have gotten to go through with alongside Will's journey in the NBA, but just like watching your journey. I think when you first, when I first met you or like noticed that you were hanging out with Will, I was like, I don't think you had the, the, um, the tequila going. And you only had like a few of these businesses started and and since then it's boomed. And it's just like incredible to see how far you've come too alongside with what Will's doing too.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, keep going and, you know, bring my value to the table as well. You know, so it's just, it's been an amazing journey for both of us. You know, like you say, you've seen a lot of it too. You know, I didn't have the tequila, champagne, a lot of that stuff, you know, when you first when we first connected and you start seeing me around. So
0: yeah. Just trying to
1: keep going and reach new heights, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What advice do you give to the everyday entrepreneur, the guy who wants to kind of do what you're doing?
1: Um one, you gotta keep going no matter what, you know, you can't really worry about support. You know, I know we in that that the market and the field and the business of support, but you know, don't get discouraged when you don't get it. You know, just keep going and find the people who will support you. There's somebody out there that will. You just gotta find your market, find your target market, you know, and exist in your own space. Um, outside of that, really just keep going because you never know. You really never know what you're going to do. You never know where one thing can take you. You know, you can start on one thing and then you end up, you can start on tequila and end up with champagne. You know, you can start with hats and end up with shoes. So as long as you got something going on and you start with one thing, just put your all into it, keep going. You never know where it's going to take you.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the message there. And it sounds like I mean, similar to what you hear Will say too in the locker room, just about his journey on the basketball court.
1: Well, I've been going since where I started. I started rapping, I started making music in 2011. So, as you can see, it's what, 2021 now? It's been a long, it's been a long journey, you know? Yeah. If I would have stopped when the music thing, you know, wasn't working or not going for me, you know, I could have stopped there, but I wouldn't probably have champagne to kill and clothes now, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: It's one of those type of things. It's like as long as you put your, long as you know that you're putting in the effort, then you know, I feel like everything else will follow along with it within due time, you know. Yeah. But as long as the effort is there and that passion is there it'll work out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you can lose some of that passion along the way with the roadblocks you hit, the tough parts.
1: And it get tough. It gets real tough. It get tough, you know, especially, you know, you feel like you're good at what you do. You're great at what you do. And you might not get that recognition that you, you know, you believe you deserve. And, you know, you're not getting the, the set of eyes and, that you you know you deserve or you know what I mean you're not getting that what you putting in is not coming back out right but you know I just had to learn like I learned patience through this too you know I it was just one of those type of things but it's just like I feel like that all the time you know but it's those small days where you you might I might get a random tweet you know, or I might be scrolling through my timeline, I see somebody posting my bottle, or, you know, I might see somebody quoting some lyrics or something, you know, I'll I'll be looking through somebody's story and I might see somebody with with one of my hats on, shirt on, and just the small little things like that, that just like, you gotta keep going. Somebody, you know, somebody's enjoying you, somebody's watching your interviews, you know, it might not be on that grand scale, but you know that you got people that watch you. So it's like just a matter of just being able to turn that into, you know, a bigger field, a bigger market for you.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I appreciate you, man. Like you, you've been there along my journey too. You've seen steps along the way too and, and supported me throughout it as well. So, and supporting me right now by being on the pod well, I appreciate you being on, man. And we'll have you back very soon. Got to have you back on. And and next time you're on, you know, who knows? Maybe Will's on another team.
1: You never know, you know. He might be on another team. He might be back in Denver. I don't know. Thank you again. It was an honor. It was a blessing. It was a pleasure. Can't wait to do it again. Thank you so much
0: sure where where's your like instagram where can everybody find you so that they can reach all these businesses
1: all right so we got some more time because you know i got a little to right now
0: oh.
1: all right <laughs> so now so you can go um you can follow me on instagram at esosa underscore ca um you can follow me on twitter as well at esosa underscore ca underscore films uh laboka Tequila is on all platforms the same way. La Boca Tequila, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. The world's best new tequila.
0: It's amazing.
1: Uh, PJ Champagne, Um, P-I-E-G-E. PJ Champagne is on all platforms. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. PJfashion.com to get you some clothing, get you some champagne, get you some shoes. Drink LaBoca.com, get you some tequila, get you some skullhead ice cubes, you know, get right. You know,
0: you want to feel like Will Barton, you need to have at that's least one that's
1: right. Well, I gotta send you the video when Will was uh in Miami and he was drinking some of the tequila. You know, he made a um what was the commercial? Uh I don't normally drink, but when I do a second, he did one of those for LaBoca. So I gotta send
0: you that as well. Oh, Awesome. And supporting Black business. That's important. Important to me. Important to the listening audience here. So I appreciate it, you, man. And Get on and we'll talk again soon. Thanks again.